this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by geeknewscentral.com. Jeff Bezos steps down, Robinhood steps up, and Google pays up. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. It's Friday, February 5th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this is episode 81 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part a proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com slash live, as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss the live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Also, this podcast can be found on the Pandora app and the iHeartRadio app. Um, you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can all be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. Um, so we a um, couple things first at the top. Um, the reason why, uh, if you're watching on live video right now, um, and it's a picture of the GNC logo, um, <clears throat> um, we were um, a little bit of backstory. So we were supposed to have a live show on Friday week of CES. We decided to hold off until the following week. As we were also sleepy. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, P.S., it was a lot of fun, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so we're going to do the episode the following week. Well, as I we spoke about in the previous episodes several <laughs> months ago, I believe it was, or back in um, around the time where CS was getting started, um, I was the uh, the uh, TPN team was at the at uh, CS in Las Vegas, and I was um, shooting, uh, taking photos and video um, for the uh, live blog, and I was at the Sony booth at LVCC, and I was taking pictures of a concept car, and I turned to my, turned away, walked down about a couple steps downstairs, and I fell and slammed my shin, leaving a nasty, <laughs> nasty bruise, and I ugly scraped me, which I was in pain for several weeks. So with that in mind, <laughs> last uh, two weeks ago, um, I was going downstairs in my house, and I was going downstairs and missed about maybe three steps, and I fell, <laughs> and I broke my fourth toe. <laughs> so right now, mobility is not my friend right now, so I had to like rearrange my setup in my in my home in my room. So um, that's why you're seeing you're seeing the uh, the avatar. Uh, this is only temporary. I only have the boot on for <laughs> until uh, for about a month from now. So and a lot of people, including Scott, were uh, ribbing me, which you know <laughs> that is CES related. Yeah, yeah, the CES curse got you again. Right. <laughs> so um, so that's so. Um, yeah, so that's why you're seeing the avatar right now. So when the boot comes off, I'll be back with live video, different setup, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, so I'm I'm fine, I'm doing okay, but again, limited mobility. So it's only temporary. So I'd appreciate everybody checking in with me and ask, you know, and make me, feel, you know, if I feel better and all that. And joking as well. <laughs> so I appreciate that. You guys are, you guys are really. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm not laughing because what happened is funny. Right. Because obviously it's not. Right. But 
the fact that it happened immediately surrounding CES. <laughs> right. <laughs> that it was a fall and it involved a step. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. It is everything that last year was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And also to the uh and also to the before uh they gave you pain medication while I was at the LTC LBCC. And I got pain medication now, which I'm on, and uh, so it's going to be a little short to see because I'm. <laughs> but other than that, but and also there's this. What he's trying to tell you is, he's a little goofy. <laughs> yep. So if my, if my pain meds do that to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they definitely do that to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a laughy show tonight. Be mm-hmm. prepared for that. And right. Possibly and if I, for the next couple of weeks. Right. For next month. Exactly. So <laughs> if um the my out my the intro or the outro or I falter, you're going to know why between now and and March, Mar- beginning of the first week of for first week of March. Okay. So that's out of the way. All right. Speaking of CES, I got to say, Scott, uh, if you guys call now, I there's a, we'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out the the coverage. Um from from the entire uh three days it was all virtual and i must say honestly i it was going to be weird but there were some great companies that came on i mean it was a wide scope a wide breadth of companies that i was like there was one about perfume on an app which that one got a lot of press coverage which was awesome you know that was great i will Um, say it so one of the ways that i that i uh kind of decide what the success of somebody's large amount of press is mm. is the way it has been responded to on social media mm-hmm. yep and last i checked the page still only had 21 likes on facebook mm. so while they may have gotten a lot of press they may not have gotten a lot of interest which i'm worried about because it was so cool yeah <laughs> no doubt it is such a cool product mm-hmm. um the 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 idea and you know we end up with a weird product every year right yeah you know, one really weird product that we absolutely <laughs> love and yep. this was it mm-hmm. this it is mm-hmm. so weird but the idea that you can essentially create your own fragrances on demand yep um based on your your mood or your outfit or where you're going or what you're doing. You know, if you're going on a date, maybe you want something, you know, a little more bold, but if you're going to a business meeting, you want something a little calmer. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And And I love it. And I'm not a big fan. I don't really use wear, wear cologne. I mean, I I can't, but if I were to go out, if I were to go out, I mean, cause I have some, you know, tucked away somewhere, but if I was about to go out out someplace special, in fact, I'm probably going to order. In fact, I think I did. Did place an order? I think I did. Um, I'm definitely going to try it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it out. And there was one um, that Todd did an interview on, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I did bookmark it. It was he was talking about porch thieves. No, I'm sorry, porch pirates and um, package protector. That's it. it Thank is. you. It is going. That interview will publish tomorrow. All right, you have to check that out. Good timing. Because, good. All right. Awesome. Um, because the, uh, and I, and I'm putting, and here's sending out, they're going out with a Kickstarter. I signed up for it. I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's rudimentary, but I liked the idea that it didn't require. And this was the thing that Todd connected with as well Mm -hmm. was the idea that it doesn't require you to 
pour cement or you know glitter bomb or oh oh, did you see the did you see version three this year i did awesome um or or to put you know to to bolt something to your wall if you're in a condo or an apartment or in Mm -hmm. a in a you know strongly regulated hoa Mm -hmm. you can't do any of those things right this you could literally if your only option was to put the machine inside your door and mm-hmm. run the cords outside, mm-hmm. you still could. Yep. <laughs> so you could still use this in an apartment and not yep. have to do any installation because right. you have the door. Yep. I mean, come on. Yep. Yep. So I definitely, I, I signed up for the email notification when it comes out because if it goes on Kickstarter, I'm jumping on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, so a lot of, so there was a lot of I, things like. I've talked about this several times in the past Mm. i lost a prototype uh review product oh i remember a number of years ago i remember you said that so tell tell the audience for those who don't know what what we're talking about what was it about again so i get i get review products often Mm -hmm. i mean half the setup in here is review products Mm -hmm. um because because monster powered all these lights anyway um (laughs) but you know so i get i get packages all the time if there's not if there's not four or five a week it's a surprise um the earphones i'm wearing seriously the microphone Uh, (laughs) honest to god all review products that's Mm -hmm. fascinating anyway so yeah we do a lot of product reviews Mm -hmm. and um sometimes we get products that either haven't been announced or aren't in production yet. Um, you know, I had a, a pair of monster uh, headphones that were handmade because they were pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the same way. These were a pair of headphones. They had Android built in, big screen on the side. You could interact with everything on the screen. You could install apps. It had Wi-Fi built in so that you could walk around with the headphones on and stream Spotify and whatever straight to your head without a phone or anything. Super cool idea. They sent me a review unit. It was a pre-production, so it was a prototype, and it was stolen from my front door. Wow. So somewhere out in the world, there is a <laughs> hand-built prototype of these headphones mm. um, that somebody has. Yeah. And I had and I had Christmas presents stolen um, from my porch this year or i'm sorry yeah december 2020 and it was my and my mom and my mom's birthday is a day after christmas okay i usually get her something you know for something i don't really i usually buy what i but i do is for christmas i bought buy her crystal either a vase or a bowl or what have you every year yeah so yeah um, yeah i've been doing that since i was like a kid and for a birthday you know i don't buy you know, a lot of people, I'm not really good at buying women clothes or my, even my mom, you know, perish the thought. <laughs> but um, I buy her like something unique, like a mug or whatever. So sure. she's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I bought her, I, I bought her a couple of things. I can't remember exactly. I think it was a throw pillow and a couple other things. And, and it's what we delivered, you know, X date. And I got an email saying it was delivered. I looked outside that sucker was gone. <laughs> so, so I mean, so it's like, and it's the first time it happened. I'm like, what the hell? So, but when I saw that interview and I saw, and I was like, I was literally the interview with Todd, 
I was like hanging on his every word and, you know, on how the, the, how the product came to be and, you know, things about nature. And a lot of companies, you know, were like, that's what I like about, and I always say this and I'll say it again, you know, that, you know, to find out about the, not only about the product, how much it is, where it's at, where it's located, blah, 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 the origin of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I would say again, you know, like, and I saw the, and I caught the, you know, interview with, uh, with Robbie Cabral, um, which was a great interview, by the way. I mean, no, no, no sucking up, but it was a really good interview, <laughs> you know, and, and he's, it's, it's way easier to interview a friend than it is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 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 So, um, but he explained when he came to, to the booth or to our studio, um, last year or no, this year, excuse me. Wow. See medication <laughs> 2020, you know, mm-hmm. he talked about, you know, how he brought, how it came about to be and, you know, a lot of hard work and perseverance and, you know, and it was really like great to see that. And he was, that interview, he still was humble, you know, put a lot of work into the products that, that that's coming out this year with, with, Ham, with Hampton, what have you, you know, so a lot of these companies that came, that were on, on our live, on the live show, be it virtual, you know, I, I, at first I had my doubts, but it went, all did. it went, it was tremendous. And I was, you know, I TD'd, you know, in the morning and I had tremendous amount of fun. I always have tremendous amount of fun, you know, and this is my third year. Um, and I had a tremendous amount of fun and it was the greatest time that week. It was tremendous. T- good time. I couldn't believe how well it went. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all afraid and I got a, I got a, a, a message from Michelle about halfway through Tuesday, which was day one, if you weren't joining us live, um, about halfway through Tuesday, I get a message from her that says, all right, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because yep. we were all afraid that it was just going to be uh, a cluster F. <laughs> yeah, that it that it was going to end up being maybe boring. Right. That, that it was that without the the excitement of, of, you know, CES behind us and, you know, all that, that that has been a hallmark, except for when we were in the closet, that has been a hallmark (laughs) of our coverage has been the, I mean, even, even like the first year that we had a booth with our name on it, Mm -hmm. we started it over at NBC universal. The first year that we had a booth with our name on it, we were upstairs, uh, South hall. Mm. Um, and it was just honest to God, it was just a booth. There was nothing special about it. It was no right. different than any other exhibitor. It was just a booth. I remember seeing um, that. Yep. And we, God, that would have had to have been 2011. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we still set ourselves up with our backs to the show floor mm-hmm. so that you could see. <laughs> right. So, so that the viewers could see the show um it you know we didn't cover it we didn't put anything behind us you know g4 always built like a big a big set and you couldn't see the show um and we didn't want to do that so you know other than those two years that we were downstairs in the closet we we've always had that that activity behind us and i was really worried that without it it was going to be boring right and it wasn't. It wasn't. We really did manage. I mean, it took a lot of work to curate the companies that were on. 
because right. like like Todd always says, you know, the show's no fun if you have a whole hour of nothing but cell phone cases because who cares? Right. right. Uh, unless there's something special, right? Mm-hmm. An otter box or or somebody like that. That's different. Right. But you know, just cell phone cases. That'll put you to sleep. So right. you know, curating can be a real challenge. Um, but I think I think we managed. Oh, and I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, on Sunday, we did our pre-show on Sunday, right? And right. All of us got to come together and talk right. like, like we try to do every year. Um, right. At that point, we only had 35% of the slots filled. Wow. We. Wow. And I didn't tell anybody, but I was terrified. Sure. That the show was going to be a failure. Right. When all was said and done, we had four slots that weren't filled. Wow. That's, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's awesome. And, but also too, is like, not only like it, we had, and, and again, you know, for those who didn't miss it, miss the coverage, there's a link up in the show notes um, and uh, all the um, interviews. And so definitely check it out. Um, they'll have a link up in our, and we'll have a link up in the show notes. And we're still publishing by the way. Okay. We've, Good. There are only 48 of the 103, I think. Um, the number keeps changing. Mm. So there were 120 available slots. Right. There were, um, I think, four that didn't get filled, mm-hmm. which left us with 116. Right. And then there were people who didn't show up. Mm. So, uh, I think 103 is the final number. So good. We're only about halfway through publishing. We've still good. got weeks to go, three per day, every day until either all of them are done or I am. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever comes first. It um, is but, exhausting. It is. It is. And it's also too like when when being on when working on a team, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into it, but the payoff is tremendous. Um, because the, there's, there's a lot, and I noticed when I was TDing in the morning, I didn't, I don't know about in the afternoon, but, but in the morning there was like, we had, there was a lot of great people commenting, you know, on asking questions, um, great interaction with the audience. And for those who possibly more so than we've ever had before, right. Yeah. Except, except for maybe going back to the old North hall days when we Mm -hmm. had, when we actually had a production team of like 12 people in the studio. Right. Um, I miss those days Mm -hmm. and I don't miss those days. I definitely (laughs) like the tower. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) I would love to have Jack back. If you're listening, Jack, I still want to get you back. Um, (laughs) And there's been talk uh, already about a, uh, an old school TPN reunion, by the way. So cool. um, But, but yeah. Um, I don't know where I was with that. Oh, commenting. Yeah. Back in the old days when we'd have like 1,500 or 2,000 active viewers at any given time on the live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd get a lot of comments. Yeah. But we couldn't manage them. Right. Because we didn't have something as powerful as StreamYard pulling in the comments and allowing us to throw them up and ask direct to the, to the guests. Mm-hmm. All of that was stuff that was really new this year and i really enjoyed it yeah it was it, again it was a lot of fun and definitely and they're and they are saying it you know fingers crossed you know that they're going to have it 
back in Vegas. Yeah, but so, in September they said that that was the case for this year. So that's true too, right? That's true. Now I did, we did talk about that. It was reported, you know, about that, and I was all I was all excited, and then or like I was like, yay, and that oh, there, there was no way. <laughs> Abram and I talked about it in like July when they first said, no, 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 we're still planning. Avery yeah. and I joked on the show. We're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you in Vegas. <laughs> well, I was, I was a little bit, I was, I was a little bit optimistic because I, I was still, I was, I mean, cause like, again, you know, when, when CS rolls around or the registration, you know, when it announced the dates, et cetera, I, it's like, again, I say this before, set up before and I'll say it again. It's like Christmas yeah. because I mean, I like, it's like, I'm so excited to like go down there, you know, be on the team. You know, I'm deaf, and then again, Scott, I'm putting my putting my dibs in for TD in the morning. Um, <laughs> just want to put that. All right, but you know, just to get up in the morning at the crack of dawn of the morning, and just like it's like you you don't need coffee or caffeine, just to like go in there and just like because you're like you didn't sleep the night before anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I the first the first year when I went in 2018, I didn't sleep a wink. I was so excited when I met Todd for the first time. I was like. I was like a little, I was like giggling like a school child, oh, you know, <laughs> we, I'm okay. I'm not, we talked about you. Oh, geez. <laughs> Our team talked about you that night because, because <laughs> it was so much fun to see somebody on Todd's team. Normally those with a, with a GNC badge are our old hat. They've been before they're very, mm -hmm. it's like, all right, it's CES again. Okay. Right. But, but you were there and you were like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was yep. so much fun. Yep. Oh yep. my God. I, I was so starry eyed. And to this day, I mean, I mean, this is my third year. I mean, to like to Todd and like, I've been, been there for, and, and Don Bain, God bless the man, you know, they've seen it. But to me, it's like, it's brand new. And looking at it from a, from my point of view, you know, and to our listeners and viewers, um, you know, to see cool things, you know, and how they come about with things and meeting Robbie, you know, and like really talk to them, like, cause you, cause they can have, you can talk to like companies of, you know, um, their PR people or whomever, and they'll just give you like bullet points. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you're, but when you're speaking to people like, like Robbie or a gentleman with that, with the pocket, what was the name of it? Package what? Package, package protector package protector okay speaking to him like you pocket know, protector that's how i remember it okay there you go okay you know but speaking to them it's to me it's so gratifying to know they're coming from their state have again like yeah. like i said before you know they're it's like shark tank they, they figured out a way they figured out something to better something unique way they're putting it out there and i was still sorry eyed in 2020 I, I was like i was so excited to jump on a board you know and and you know, in TD, I was a little nervous at first, but it was like, but, but it was great, you know, and going to the LVCC for the first time, which prior to my, <laughs> prior to my uh, little mishap, um, but, you know, but when all said and done, you know, I, it's, it's the greatest week I've had, I have, yeah. I had yeah. I, greatest week, greatest week. And, so. and this, this would have been year 12 for me and mm -hmm. it is not any less exciting now mm -hmm. than it was the first time. Now yep. the first time was overwhelming sure. because I didn't have, I didn't have Todd and Jeffrey and Andy um, like I would have liked um, the three of us went just the three of us. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and met up with the three of them right uh, later um i guess jamie must have been there too somebody would have had to have been running the board <laughs> it couldn't have just been jeffrey and andy and todd <laughs> but i guess jamie would have been there doesn't matter anyway we didn't have people who had been before and right. so you know I, what did i what did what does everybody say what is the warning that we gave you i know todd gave you the same warning that i give all my people there is absolutely no way to explain to you <laughs> what you're going to experience. Right. There's no way to prepare for it. Right. All you can do is show up. Yep. Well, yep. we didn't get that warning our first year. <laughs> and so we went in all starry eyed. We're like, we're going to, we're going to, you know, kick uh, butt and take names. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a schedule. We're going to schedule appointments. We're, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> there's you don't know that the appointments you're scheduling are one in North Hall and one over at the Venetian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know. Right. 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 Uh, I think and- we did five interviews in four days. And the next year, I think just our team did 36. And then the the last year that we were heavy on the floor, mm. the plug hits team alone did a hundred and eleven. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> we did four. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, people don't realize people don't realize that for those who no, don't know about the Las Vegas Las Vegas Las Vegas Convention Center, it is huge. Yeah. It is. I was in Central Hall. There's no, there's no convention center that you've ever been in that you mm-hmm. can compare to the LVCC. Right. And, and mm-hmm. we can't even compare it to the LVCC because right. there's a whole new building we haven't been in yet. Right. Which I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have been in it this year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But it, it's it is upon. I I was in there. I didn't get a chance to get to South Hall or North Hall. I was in Central Hall. And you can't, as I always tell people too, like when it with CES, you can't, it's like, it's like Disney World. You cannot do Disney World in one day. You cannot do CES in one day. You can't because they have LBCC. You can't do it in four days. Or you can't even do it in four days. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have the sands, you have you have um different um uh, they have press conferences and um, showings at the Venetian, at the Palazzo. I mean, they have it spread there, out. There all are over meeting the place. rooms at Mandalay Bay on the That's other true. side of town. Mm-hmm. There are there are workshops and presentations at the Aria on the other side of town, the other direction. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is, but it, but it's. Uh, but hope, but again, uh, this this for our, our uh, the TPM live coverage again. It was it was spectacular, and and uh, I it was enjoyable. I got you know a lot, again a lot of engagement from from the uh, viewers, um, and you know with Streamyard we were using Streamyard, so it only cocked out exactly at eight hours, <laughs> which I was like, oh, what. <laughs> So hopefully, Streamer, if you're listening or watching our stream, I don't know if you guys are or not, but if you're, not, if you are, I have, I have put in so many feature requests. Since oh, you did? Okay. Yes. Oh my god! 
Um, some of them um, uh, now uh, starting uh, this past weekend, I think, or maybe this past Tuesday, uh, each individual uh, channel is downloadable individually. Woo-hoo. All right. Awesome. So you mess up in the live. No worries. Good. There's a there's a backup. I'm so happy about that. Good. They're Good. working their butts off to make this thing better. Now that they've gotten they've got money from being purchased, mm-hmm. they are working. Yeah, it's a great platform to use, and um, you know, and I love and I when I started out, I was like playing around with it initially, and like I said, I was uh, they were coming out with um, or I think it's a third party that has different graphics and everything that's why i'm prompt that's why i would like to you know that's why i said this year i want to make i want this you know have some graphics in and music and things of that nature and whatnot so yeah so we're gonna be we're gonna be enhancing this show mm-hmm, yep and a lot of it is care of Streamyard giving yep. us new features to be able to do it Woohoo! so like i said Shumar, if you're watching or listening thank you <laughs> for sure and i love cool. how quick they are to respond to stuff mm-hmm. that's 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 fantastic and i wrote before I have one thing I want to say real quick, but I also want to say before we finish talking about CES, Mm. I really want to thank everybody um, because, you know, I I mentioned it during the show and I'll mention it again now, you know, you see me and Todd and Chris and Danielle, but there's a whole huge team of people that aren't on camera that you don't see that are, are making it possible because at any given time, there were at least three uh, staffers working on top of the person on camera. So, you know, if it, if it weren't for the whole team, we wouldn't be able to do it. I, you know, the, the the glory too often goes to the on-camera people, despite the fact that we do the least during the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All we have to do is go, oh, really? Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. And And if people want more, how can they find out? I mean, honest to God, our job on air is so easy compared to what you and and Michelle and Terry and Nancy and Adam and Dave. Mm-hmm. Well, I well mean, likewise, like likewise. I had again, I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, being on board in the morning, and and uh, yeah, and Michelle's awesome as your EP, and you know, and um, Todd's EP. So um, we had a, you know, I'm proud to be a part of the team. Uh, you know, be with TPN, you know, and uh, with with you and you know and we met we met you know in 2018 you know and we you know and and we came you know kind of crossed right our times were never really together because we tended to work with our own teams right um which was the first thing i messed up on purpose because i didn't want everybody working with their own teams i wanted everybody interacting right um and that's that's how this was born yep right and the best part I remember when I met you guys and, and Danielle when especially when you mentioned where the interview that uh with um mm-hmm. <laughs> about Naughty America and I remember sitting down at the at the desk and I was doing the lower thirds and, and everything and Dan Danielle came in and I think we're talking about something other something else related. I can't remember what it was. So we we're talking about Naughty America and who's doing the interview, you know, and she and Danielle had this weird grimace look on her face and I felt so bad for her. I said, Don't you know, I said, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. I think Marissa came in later or something like that. And I was like, oh, I was, I was like, I did that one. I know you did. 
on purpose. I know how to schedule the on air. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it was really, it was so nice meeting everybody, you know, and, you know, and I had, and it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. And I, st- and I was like still bre- beaming, you know, to this day, <laughs> you know, of all the stuff that happened. And I, and I, and, and Scott, I mean, um, Todd totally warned me in advance, you know, and I, so, but again, it's, it's a Thank tremendous, you. yeah, it's a tremendous, a lot, it was a tremendous lot of fun being in that small cramped closet. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and I was, we were, I mean, it was like, and if you, if you watch those videos from 2018, let me tell you, it's like, you can tell, you know, like how you can't really tell on the screen, but if you like take a picture of it or you like walk in, you'll see how the, the cameras were, were cramped up. The, you can, you the, can see on our faces that it was 135 <laughs> degrees in there. <laughs> right. <sighs> right. Let's see. Let's but, let's create a small box that's almost completely sealed, mm-hmm. and then not put LED lights in there. Right. <laughs> let's put halogens, those little hot halogen track lights, and you must. And that's going to be up. your only lighting. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was- I honest to God, Todd and I talked about going out to uh, to uh, Sam Ash and buying lights, our own lights that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, nope, this is, we're going to die. This is going to kill us. And then uh, um, Don was nice enough to bring lights yeah, with bring him. Lights, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, but God. it was but it was still warm in there because you go up if you close oh, yeah. open. If you close the door, it would be warm as warm as anything. And, yeah, and if you opened the door, people would just walk in. <laughs> right. <laughs> people are fascinating. So, but anyway, and anyway. so so my announcement, real quick. Um, yep. if you are a company in the Florida area and uh, you are interested in participating in the Synapse Summit, uh, which is next month. Uh, Plug Hits Live is going to be participating. We're going to have an exhibitor booth, and we are working with Synapse um, to to bring in some additional exhibitors. They've got a goal. It's lofty, and we're trying to help them out. So if you are interested in uh, in learning more about the Synapse Summit, it's synapsefl.com, uh, and then click on the Summit tab up the top. If you would like to be an exhibitor, um, please let me know. Um, Go look at the prices and then let me know. <laughs> you can find us on social media. Uh, hit, hit, hit us up uh, on Twitter or send us an email or whatever. Let me know um, because I might be able to help you out. So, and uh, if you're not, if you don't have a company and you're anywhere in the world <laughs> and would like to attend, um, the basic uh, attendance is totally free this year. Um Although I would recommend the uh, second tier, uh, it's only forty nine bucks, but you get this AI powered matchmaker tool. That Ooh. if there's something you're looking for, like maybe maybe you're thinking about starting a company and you need an investor, the tool will be able to help pair you up with people that make sense. It's actually really cool. It's one of my favorite parts of Collision, um, and so they've brought it to Synapse this year. I'm super excited. Awesome. We're a- we're a big partner of theirs this year, and we're excited to see what the virtual version of Synapse looks like because they took a very similar approach to CES, which I'm very excited about. Awesome. They've actually been engaging us. You know, how did CES do it? How did it work out? You know, mm-hmm. what were the ups? What were the downs? So we've been in contact, and we're very excited to see what it looks like this year. 
Awesome. Awesome. We'll definitely check it out. Okay. So we're going to jump dive in into news. It's a little bit light, but there is a lot of news that made big news. So we're going to get things started. Yeah, because we've been off for a couple of weeks, too. Right, right. So there's, so, some, there's been some weird stories that we didn't get to cover. Exactly. Well, this is the one that kind of was a surprise to me. Um, on Tuesday, Jeff Bezos says that he'll be stepping down as chief executive of Amazon, uh, who has been on, he founded the company 27 years ago. Just think about it. He was in this little, small, little room. <laughs> I love the photo. I know. I saw it. So <laughs> um, he will transition to the role of the executive chair in the third quarter of this year, which starts on July 1st. Andy Jassy, the chief executive of Amazon Web Services, will take over as CEO of Amazon. In a memo to employees, um, he says the transition will give him, quote, the time and energy I need to focus on the day one fund. The Bezos Earth Fund, Blue Origin, The Washington Post, and my other passion, and my and my other passions. Um, when this announcement came out, um, there has been alarm bells on Wall Street and throughout the business community. Um, Amazon reporting Wall Street wasn't already on edge, <laughs> right? And that's coming up a little bit. Later. Yeah, which we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Amazon reported a year uh, reported a year of record growth on Tuesday, including a 38 percent increase in net sales from 2019, netting the company 21 billion dollars in income. That's 21. That's 21 dollars B with a boy, B as in boy nearly doubled from the year before. Now, investors didn't seem to particularly phased by the news either, as the share price was up about 1.5% following the announcement. Um, now, Chief Financial Officer of Amazon told investors on Tuesday, Brian um, Olazowski, and I'm mispronouncing this guy's name, I apologize. Um, he says, quote, I will reiterate, Jeff Bezos is not leaving. It, he's going to be executive chairman Super important role, super active in the Amazon success story. About um, about um, uh, about um, where was the guy's name? I just saw it a second ago. Um, Jassy. Jassy, sorry, yeah, about about Jassy. Um, he's a longtime Amazon employee who joined in 1997 and built the company's cloud services business, which started as a small addition to its e-commerce operations, but as it's grown in recent years to account for roughly 60% of operating profit and has become one of the leaders of the cloud computing industry. Uh, Bezos also says in his memo, um, the question I was asked most frequently at that time was, what's the internet? Blessedly, I haven't, I haven't lied. I haven't had to explain that in a long while. I'm super, I'm super passionate about the impact I think these organizations can have. And this is speaking to, um, um, the day one fund, the Bezos Earth yeah. Fund, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he's he's basically doing a he's basically doing a um, um, a um, Bill Ga right. He's on Bill Gates move. So this is exactly what Bill Gates did, including uh, Gates became the executive chairman of the board, mm -hmm. uh, just like Bezos. This is this is following Gates uh, exactly just a couple decades behind. Mm -hmm. um, it's it wasn't expected necessarily right now, but it was expected. You know, you can't you can't run a company for almost three decades without needing some sort of a new stimulus. Um, right. it, it's just plain and simple. It cannot be your every day for three decades. At some right. point, you're like, oh my god, I have to look yep. at something else. Okay, I'm gonna I need a break. 
I'm going to build a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. You know, oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to buy a newspaper. I need mm-hmm. something different. I'm going to buy a newspaper. Yep. <laughs> so it, it makes sense. Um, and, you know, focusing more time on the on the foundations does mean that, you know, he's going to be doing something good with his money and his time. So mm-hmm. that's even better. Right. It would give him. him a lot of crap about the amount of money he has. And, you know, just like just like Gates at that Gates isn't the the richest person on the planet anymore. Why? Because so much of his money has gone into the foundations and we're going to see the same thing happen with, with Jeff. Right. Yeah. So and yeah, you need it when you're working for a company, even if being, if you founded something or even working for some, for a company for X period of time, regardless of your seat or your founder or not, you need a break. You need something to, you know, cause I know I've been working my company for be 22 years this year. And at one point you gotta be like, you know what? <laughs> You know, I got deuces. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I need to, you know, obviously I don't have his millions. God, I wish I had his millions. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I think you just mispronounced billions. Right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> millions win her, billions win her too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so good on, good on him. So, well, speaking of um, Wall Street, um robin hood now if we heard about in the news before we before we get into what this is going on we've watched um ff live this past sunday and todd on monday he uh, wasn't feeling well on thursday so on monday all the news about uh, robin hood spread like wildfire and and so i'm kind of like so give a quick synopsis on what's going on with robin hood before we get into the, the story about what's going on with them okay uh so okay, so there's there's a Reddit board called Wall Street Bets that takes weird investment bets and tries to accomplish certain tasks. The task they decided to take on uh, was screwing up a hedge fund that had put a lot of money into <clears throat> shorting GameStop. Shorting means that you borrow a stock from somebody, sell it, hope that it goes down because you believe that the stock is mispriced. Um, and then you buy it at the lower price, give it back to the person you borrowed it from uh, with a small fee for for borrowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, a hedge fund did a lot of this. Now, how much? GameStop's stock was shorted at 146% of its uh, outstanding shares, which is insane. Yes, it's possible. And yes, it's crazy. Um and so this Wall Street Bets group saw that this was the case, and they decided, well, let's make the stock price go up instead of down mm-hmm. uh, and screw things up. And they did. <laughs> All the members of the board uh, on Reddit bought a couple of shares. You didn't have to buy a lot because you got 2 million members on the board. Everybody buys 10. That's 20 million shares. That's going to affect the stock price. Then news broke that this was happening, and people didn't understand what they were getting themselves into decided to join because they thought this was, you know, we're, we're stealing from the rich. Incorrect. That wasn't what was happening. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a game. Wall street bets is literally a game. They thought we can accomplish a thing. And we did. Hooray. We're done. Uh, (laughs) And so all, all kinds of people started to get into it. They started to buy 
as the stock price is going up, going up, going up. Um, and the market recognized that those people like any Ponzi scheme, because that's what accidentally happened, right? They didn't mean to create a Ponzi scheme, but it is a hundred percent what happened mm-hmm. because the people who got in early got out early <laughs> as these other people were coming in. So they accidentally made money. It wasn't their intention. Right. <laughs> they accidentally made money. These new people coming in are going to lose money. And so a number of, of companies stopped allowing people to quickly trade GameStop stock. The most obvious of this was Robinhood because that's where non-professional investors go because you can buy one share of a company. You can't go to E-Trade or Scott Trade or somebody like that and buy a single share of a company. Why? Because it's going to cost you, you know, eight bucks to make the transaction whether you buy one or a thousand. So you're not going to pay that fee to buy one share. So what they did, less important. What Robinhood did when they 100% stopped the ability to purchase, but did not in any way, shape, or form prevent you from selling, mm-hmm. um, screwed up a lot of things. It definitely violated kind of the the tenets of, of the stock market because, I mean, it, it is a gamble. Mm-hmm. These people made a gamble. It was a bad one. Right. Um, because they didn't understand what was happening. And that's kind of the point of Robin Hood. Okay. You don't you don't know what's happening. You don't know how stocks work. Okay. Why you're only allowed to why you buy them in ones and twos so you don't lose everything you have. Mm-hmm. They they claim they were trying to prevent you from losing everything you have, uh, but they're also uh, owned partially owned by the company that owns the hedge fund that was under attack. So there's okay. (laughs) Okay. Now with that synopsis, this is where this gets a little, uh, my question is why Robin hood is running its first super bowl ad. Um, now CNBC is reporting that the commercial marks Robin hood, Robin hood's biggest brand campaign. And it focuses on the idea that anyone could be investor. CNBC reports that Robin Hood's chief marketing officer, Christina Smedley, says the ad is designed to let people know more about the app. She says, quote, it felt like this was a great stage for us to remind people about what we stand for and remind people why the, about why the company was, was put in existence in the first place. Robin Hood has disabled comments on YouTube version of the commercial. But oh, version, of course they have. <laughs> but a version on Twitter is already seeing that a is already seeing negative responses to this new Super Bowl ad. So my question is that can't be a surprise to anybody who has followed the rating of the app on the app markets, right? Where Google had to delete over a hundred thousand one star reviews mm-hmm. as this was going on. And <laughs> and as of and and I did check, I'm gonna check actually I'm gonna check right now. It's a one star on Google. Yeah, it was at it was at four. They did remove the the uh, the negative reviews, but they have stopped. And- They've stopped doing that. Um, and last last I heard, I saw a headline last night that uh, that Robinhood had officially hit a one star review on the App Store. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking on at Google right Play. Now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at Google Play right now. As of this evening at eight forty nine p.m. This evening, if you're listening now or yeah, right now, if you're catching it, probably more, but. One star reviews, 
343,046. So interestingly on the app store, it's a four star review. Right. With but, three million reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's on Apple or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, f- I figured let's look at both of them, right? Sure. Right, right, right. It right. is, it is all fives and ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a small graph bump for four, but it is all fives and ones. There, <laughs> there's statistically there's nothing in the middle. <laughs> oh my goodness! And Apple is absolutely prioritizing ones uh, five star reviews. Mm, of course. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at some reviews, and I'm thinking maybe someone's going to have a smart ass comment. And uh, <laughs> there isn't. I couldn't. I tried. I was looking last night, and I'm looking now, and I'm looking and seeing if there's anything worth mentioning, but there's not. So, but true, my whole- true market manipulation. This review is probably going to be deleted, so I'm going to screenshot it and share it on other social media if it does. I loved Robinhood at first because it was a great way for me to dip into the stock market without feeling overwhelmed by the big bad stock market. It is very user-friendly and the support team did respond to me fairly quickly. Mm. However, (laughs) when any free market company like Robinhood limits the amount of shares one can purchase, it manipulates the price of a stock. If a hedge fund can have a transaction worth millions of dollars at a time, oh, millions of dollars at a time, one way short and retail investors can only have transactions of say thousand dollars at a time. It doesn't take a wall street expert to figure out that the price of the stock is going to drop based on those two transactions. Hmm. Well, when you, that was a great, that was a great synopsis of, of kind of the conspiracy theory side of what was happening. Well, kudos to him and her. Make sure to be, Sentence me when you when you're done screen sharing it. My whole thing is again it goes back to my original question. You're spending watching it with a Super Bowl ad. It's like millions of dollars for a 60, 60 second spot. Less so this year, um, only because the expected viewership is supposed to be forty percent of last year. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But my whole thing is that with Robinhood, knowing that they're embroiled in this, that it's gotten every social media platform talking about it, bashing them. Google Play and the and uh, the Apple App Store is knowing all that. Why would you put out an ad talking about the? Which I mean, I I get it's an app and you know what to use it for, but why would you risk risk putting out an ad knowing there's this all this heat is on you? Couldn't you it's do called, like a? It's called Hearts and Minds. Um, okay. The the goal is to sway the hearts and minds of those who may be in the middle. Um, or may not know anything about what's happening and hopefully move the tides back in your favor. Um, Mm -hmm. The government does it uh, in foreign countries, in newspapers all the time. Uh, uh, We have, we have operatives like in the CIA that will write articles to be published in foreign uh, papers specifically for hearts and minds uh, campaigns. Mm -hmm. It's a very common thing when, when, um, public perception is in the toilet. Good point. So it's, it, this is a hearts and minds campaign. Is it going to work? No, they do not understand their market at all. 
<laughs> my my claim is absolutely not that this is a good idea. But right. I know how they got here. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I agree. And just to and to echo with that, um, on the uh, on Twitter, um, uh, the comment about the about the video, Robin Hood PR. We need to gain the public's trust again. Ideas, anyone? One dude say sorry and confess. PR, nothing. Some dude. How about how about we make a video with a dog and a multiracial mix of people and a semantically loose definition of invest of quote unquote investors? Robin Hood PR. You're a goddamn genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> And that was my point. <laughs> yeah, it's. I haven't seen point. the video. Um, I don't necessarily know that I want to. Um, we actually, and I cut it because of the timing. Um, we actually kind of made fun of Robin Hood in one of our interviews during CES. Oh, I, mean, um, I probably missed it. Uh, and and for the final version, I ended up cutting it because it seemed it seemed a little bit like throwing gas on an existing oh, yeah. fire. Right. right, um, right. So I, I ended up pulling that because I made the comment. It was before oh, okay. any of this happened, obviously, because oh, it was okay. CES. I right, made right, a right. comment and, and I decided, you know what? Mm, no, incendiary. Not going to, because I made fun of him a little bit because yeah. the thing he was doing was better. Okay. And so I, I ended up pulling it, but I literally made fun of Robin Hood. I've not, I've not been a fan. Um, uh, I understood the concept. I've not been a fan. The the idea of these app based banks, mm. whether it be um, whether it be current, which by the way, avoid it like the plague, uh, or Robinhood. You know any of these app based banks that are like targeting millennials and younger. Right. Uh, I am not a big fan of any of them. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I think as a public service announcement, don't, I mean, definitely go to, like, a, an actual brokerage firm. I mean, there's plenty out there, you know, I because it's all about, and I remember a lot of people were saying, uh, too, over the, you know, social media, what have you, it's a gamble. It's like, literally, you're, it's a, it's, a, it's gambling in a sense. You're, I mean, it's a, you're taking a chance on a stock going up and splitting and what have you. So, in reality... The way the stock market is supposed to work is it's not supposed to be a gamble. It's supposed to be a vote of or against confidence. Um, that's what it's supposed to be. But but something like Robinhood bringing in people who don't understand what they're doing turns it into a slot machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, did I – did I do like a deep dive into Robin Hood early on in their existence? Yes. Did I also make some money on Sprint because of the T-Mobile acquisition? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I did. Good segue <laughs> about T-Mobile a little bit later. Because <laughs> um, I definitely, uh, anytime, uh, anytime there's a rumor that T-Mobile is considering purchasing somebody, the rumor's true. I don't know who it is inside of T-Mobile who is a loudmouth. But anytime there is some sort of an acquisition, whether it be T-Mobile being acquired or T-Mobile acquiring somebody, it has always been true every time. 
So when there were rumors that T-Mobile is in talks to buy Sprint, I'm like, whoop, Sprint stock is like $3. I will buy everything I can afford. <laughs> and uh, it tripled by the time T-Mobile actually made the purchase. So, um, but do I trust things like that? No. Um, do I absolutely do investment through Fidelity? Yes. Yep. Same. <laughs> Same. So, you know, I, it's it's good to have an advisor. We had uh we had somebody on CES um that is all has um a platform that allows you uh we talked to somebody a couple years ago crypto hopper mm-hmm. that allowed you to basically find investors crypt, crypto investors that you liked that mm-hmm. you could then follow their investments and even automate to match on a different scale. Um, somebody introduced that for the stock market uh, during our CES coverage. Um, something like that might be good because you're following a professional investor's advice. Right. Um, but you still have to make decisions on your own. Exactly. And that's, and that's why I... that's the thing. Robinhood doesn't have any professional investors. There's no, there's no information. It's just, you know, here's my money. Right. And, <laughs> and hope. Right. Well, that's why I'm, um, you know, I would, I'm definitely not going. And again, it's a PSA, you know, go, you know, definitely, you know, go with a brokerage house or, um, or um, different firm. Just, yeah, that's a PSA. Unless you're going into it, knowing what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I took advantage of Robinhood. I absolutely made money there mm-hmm. because I knew what I was getting into. Right. But don't just jump in. Oh, if you sign up, we'll give you a free stock. Mm, nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 That's never a good starting point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because the stock they're going to give you is Sprint. It's not going to be Apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm happy with. Uh, I'm happy with Fidelity. So you know. And, Me too. You know. I'm good with that. Okay. All right. In other news this week, um, Google has agreed to spend $3.8 million to settle systemic systemic compensation and hiring discrimination allegations by the U.S. Department of Labor. The agency's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs discovered the pay and offer disparities when it conducted a routine compliance audit on the company a few years ago. It found that Google underpaid female software engineers at Mountain View and Washington offices from 2014 and 2017. The office also discovered that female and Asian software engineering applicants in Google's San Francisco, Sunnyvale, and Kirkland locations were offered lower hiring rates during the year that ended on August 31st, 2017. The Department of Labor has announced the resolution on its website where it explained the terms of their agreement. Google will pay $1.35 million out of the total amount in back pay and interest to 2,565 female engineers, giving them around $528 each, which isn't much. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. Meanwhile, it will pay the 1,757 female and 1,219 Asian software engineering applicants affected who weren't hired by the company a total uh, total of $1.23 million. The rest we set aside for pay equity. That's, that's about 200 bucks. Right. Yeah. Which no, about 400 bucks. Which still, which is a drop in the bucket for Google. Um, the rest, which is one point twenty-five million dollars, we set aside for pay equity adjustments over the next five years for engineers in the U.S. 
particularly in locations the Department of Labor identified in, in identified in investigation. Oh my God. Identified in its investigation. See, this is where the medication is now kicking in. <laughs> Google lost off review its policies and practices relating, related to hiring and compensation, as well as take corrective action to ensure non discrimination. Google told uh, TechCrunch in a statement that it's pleased to have finally resolved the issue. Quote, we believe everyone should be paid based upon the work they do, not who they are, and invest heavily to make our hiring and compensation process fair and unbiased. For the past eight years, we have run annual internal pay equity analysts to identify and address any discrepancies. We're pleased to resolve this matter related to allegations from the 2014 to 2017 audits and remain committed to diversity and the equity and supporting our people in a way that allows them to do their best work. Jane Suhar, the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs Regional Director for San Francisco, said, wow, it's a long name and a big title. Yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> quote. It, the, Jane's got a, a bigger than average door to be able to get right. that placard on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, quote, the U.S. Department of Labor acknowledges Google's willingness to engage in some of the discussions and reach an early resolution. The technology industry continues to be one of the region's largest and fastest growing employers. Regardless of how complex or the size of the workforce remain committed to enforcing equal opportunity laws to ensure non-discrimination and equity in a workforce. My whole thing is, if this was going, it's been going on since four, like 2020, 11, 15 years, now all of a sudden they should have that rectified from the get-go and not let this drawn out over over years nerdy little secret mm. google's always been like this okay well this is this is nothing new they also dropping a bucket they managed to audit three years worth of worth of documents and found found this problem in those three years but mm -hmm. the 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 not so secret secret in the industry is that google has always been like this mm. That's a shame. So. Uh, that's a shame. All right. Speaking of T-Mobile, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they've announced in their fourth quarter earnings report on Thursday that their growth streak is continuing. T-Mobile beat analyst estimates for both earnings per share and revenue while adding another 824,000 phone customers. Uh, they posted earnings shares. Uh, earnings per share of 60, 60 cents on revenue of $20.3 billion for the quarter. Analysts polled by Yahoo Finance had expected earnings per share of 51 cents with revenue of $19.93 billion. For the year, the carrier added 5.5 million postpaid net additions, of which 2.2 million were phone users. Postpaid customers, this is where uh, they pay at the end of the month, are valued more highly by the investment community as a key metric for success. T-Mobile CEO Mike Sievert said in a statement, quote, these results show that we're pulling away ahead of the pack on what matters, overall 5G network performance, and executing a stay ahead. And customers are noting are noticing 2020 was quite simply our best year yet with our highest ever post-pay net additions of 5.5 million. So good on T-Mobile. And I imagine John Ledger is like, is like probably getting uh, dancing up a storm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, okay. Just to put that number into perspective for anybody, 5.5 mm. 5 million new signups 
Mm-hmm. Um, that is one and a half percent of the U.S. population. Yep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you take into consideration how many people are already with a carrier, how many people are going to stick there, mm-hmm. um, they can't now, they can't count any switches from Sprint to T-Mobile. Right. <laughs> as new. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these are coming from AT&T, Verizon, prepay, or a no-name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's crazy. That is such a high uh, turnover rate mm-hmm. in their favor. So good for them. Yeah. Yep. All right. Speaking of growth, um, Spotify's total number of users climbed 27% to 345 million in the last three months of the of the last three months of the year quarter. Um, this is from, they were talking about this on the report on Wednesday, excluding people who listen free with advertising. Spotify's paid members rose 24% to $155 million. Um, but the uncertainty of the COVID-19 pandemic made Spotify extremely cautious about growth this year, particularly uh, barely any increase in paid subscribers in the current quarter. And you probably, we probably understand why. And estimating yeah. this number of paying members at the end of 2021 would be far short of what analysts have been expecting. Um, Spotify also adds on Wednesday that a full quarter of the monthly listeners are tuning into podcasts. So if you're we're, uh, speaking of podcasts, <laughs> GNC Week Review is on Spotify. So please be sure to subscribe on um, on Spotify. Um, up from 20, 20% three months earlier, the company has been engrossed in a campaign to expand podcasts on the service aiming to make Spotify the go-to place not only to stream tunes, but also to hear talk-style programming, too. For the fourth quarter, Spotify... So far, it has not paid off for them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For the fourth quarter, um, Spotify reported a loss of 125 million euros, um, which is a conversion rate of $150.6 million, or 66 cents cents a share, narrowing from a loss of 209 million euros or 1.4 euros a share a year earlier. Revenue rose 17% to 2.17 billion euros in a quarter. So I don't listen to Spotify um, because actually I don't listen to the ad-free version, so I'm happy with it, but my whole, I'm all, all in with Amazon music, but, but. Yeah, Spotify has been doing, has been kind of been ups and has been going through its uh, ups and downs over the past uh, couple of years. And, you know, I don't know what the millions are getting for Joe Rogan and who else? Um, yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I think. So there was a there was a really interesting article that came out recently that talked about um, how their big financial bet on on podcasting is possibly going to cost them the company if they don't back out of it. Because it's been a disaster. It has not it has not helped them in any significant way. Oops. Yep. Well, well they all again. said it when they did it. Mm-hmm. Well, again, if you're exclusive uh, podcasts behind a paywall mm-hmm. are never a success. No. <laughs> Even the ones that are a success, mm-hmm. like uh like uh Ben Shapiro or uh, or Stephen Crowder or somebody like that, seventy five percent of their show is outside of the paywall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still get seventy five percent of it by being anywhere. 
Right. You, you only you only miss the back half, the back portion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's been a successful model, but this whole Joe Rogan's only on Spotify, right? No. Not a success. No, and I and I catch it. I can catch it on. Actually, they put. And I think they. Um, no, they didn't pull his YouTube on. No, they only only puts the only clips. They usually have usually have the the full episodes, but now on YouTube, it's only only like a like five he ten was, minute clips. He was allowed to do it for a year after the transition. Oh, okay, okay, well, that year is up. Right. Yep. Well, again, you know, for uh, if you're you know, please subscribe on Spotify. Um, we're not we're not hidden behind a paywall. If, so if if that's your go to, obviously don't go out of your way. Right. If that's the wherever you are. Yep. And wh- however you listen to to music or podcasts or whatever, mm-hmm. we're there. Yep. Exactly. Find, find yep. us there. Yep. If Spotify is your go to. Great. Yep. If it's not, don't go out of your way. It right. doesn't help anybody. It does, right. Exactly. <laughs> we do the work to make it convenient for you. That's exactly. Exactly. Amen. All right. And now we all know a few weeks ago that Google services had its outages. Well, if you couldn't access your iCloud account and other services, you weren't the only one on Wednesday as of 3.14 p.m. Eastern time. Apple was working to resolve 10 outages. According to the company's um, system status page, Find My Find My, and iCloud Keychain were among the services people could not access. Um, Apple hasn't identified the cause of the outage, nor has it said how widespread it was, um, with the system status page saying, quote, some users are affected, um, whatever the outage was. Uh, some, <laughs> some users are affected. Right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. Right. <laughs> want to give us a percentage, maybe only in North America. Well, mm-hmm. Some users are affected. Some. Great. Right. <laughs> helpful. Right. Whatever the cause was, um, it uh, it, sound, it sound, seemed that it had been affecting Apple servers throughout most of the day. Uh, on, on that morning, some people couldn't access the Apple App Store and Apple Music. Um, and the company has since resolved those specific issues, only to turn its attention to other problems. So as of this recording this evening, I'm sorry, only to turn its attention to other problems. That is the best, like <laughs> something else is wrong. Nobody's figured it out yet. Shh. But we're just going to push it to the side. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sentence mm-hmm. only to turn its attention to other problems. Something else is broken. We're not saying what. Hopefully yep, you won't notice. Go away. <laughs> Look, something big and distracting. <laughs> we're just going to throw our hands up and... Okay. <laughs> we'll lock ourselves in this room now and do something that you don't know about. Don't worry about it. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of Amazon... <laughs> so yeah, now I'm going to get the giggles in a second and I'm not going to be able to stop. <laughs> um. Uh, speaking of Amazon, um, Amazon plans plans to install high tech video cameras in its delivery packages, delivery vehicles, excuse me, in order to better monitor the behavior of drivers as they deliver packages. It's coming report from the information. The hardware and software will be supplied by Netrodyme, a California company behind that's a building a supercomputer to destroy humanity. That sounds way too close to Cyberdyne. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> next year they will release the t1000s to hunt down any drivers that don't follow amazon's policies <laughs> oh my goodness 
Um, okay, where was I? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> the T-1000s are going to operate the vehicle. No, that's something else. That's what we Analyze the driver as they operate the vehicle. Right. Uh, there we go. The camera then <laughs> gives real-time feedback, including automated suggestions like, quote, distracted driving and please slow down, while collecting al analysis, analysis that is used to later evaluate drivers during their shifts. Um, the, the um, I can't see the person that said this quote here. Okay. So um, there was a uh, representative from the company. Um, yeah, that's your said, best bet because that name is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> who says, I don't know if it's a he or she, so I'm not going to pronounce his name if my life depends on it. So, um, quote, we've already searching out, we are always we're always searching out innovative ways to keep drivers safe. That's why we partner with Nectardine, and I'm about to say Cyber <laughs> in a second, to help make improvements to the driver experience. Um, they described Nectardine uh, as the first company to merge AI with video to, quote, industry, to create industry-leading safety systems, reducing collisions by third, 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 by third through in-cab warnings and other third Third, through improving other driver behaviors. Incorrect. <laughs> they are far from the first to merge AI with video because I did an interview at CES like six years ago mm. on a company that was doing this. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> okay. This person also says Amazon wants to, quote, set up drivers for success and provide them support for being safer on road and handling incidents if and when they happen. But the information talked with some drivers who are concerned the use of Nitterdine's technology might constitute unfair and evasive surveillance and place even further burdens on them as they try to meet tight deadlines. And I agree 100%. This is not all about safety because we all know how to drive safely. By putting these cameras in, they're going to they know exactly where you're going. That's not what this is about. Okay. It's not. Okay. These are nanny cams. Okay. This has gotten absolutely nothing to do with making sure the drivers are safe. And right, no, these are nanny cams. These are right. glorified nanny cams. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That these drivers that they talk to are absolutely right to be concerned. This is this is weird. I don't mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. And I'll give a good example because the company I work for, um, they have security, and if they follow these uh, tech crews out. In um, this is no joke, black GMC Jimmys, like the big GMC Jimmys. Okay, so and they look like FBI agents. Got it. it? Yep, exactly, exactly. They when they get out, the full not the FBI logo, but black sunglasses. No joke. Well, that's and, just that's just people that are too full of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they they got overexcited about the MIB vehicle they were given, and they decided they were going to lean into the aesthetic. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and I noticed it one day, and I'm looking, and like, and I asked somebody that I work with, um, who are they? And they told me, I'm like, why? I mean, but apparently. Does Tommy Lee Jones work for us? <laughs> I'm going to keep making MIB references. I apologize. I'm you can like, feel free to ignore me. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just, and I'm noticing, and they were about maybe like the crews were working one end. And they were further down, and I'm like, and next thing I know, I'm thinking they're gonna break out with the, uh, <laughs> with the <laughs> sunglasses, not the sunglasses, the uh, the binoculars and the uh, and the um, watch this pen, <laughs> the neuralizer, neuralizer. That's it. See, 
I promise but, I do not have <laughs> in my living room a book about <laughs> the role-playing game based on Men in Black uh, and how to be a DM. I don't have that at all. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I just, I just, what I'm saw, like, I'm thinking, it's like there, there's no way that they're that. Yeah, I agree. I'm not even. They don't want to know where you're at, and I, I just find this. I just call. I call BS on it. Yeah, my guess is there's going to be a camera in this array that faces outward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can watch you make the delivery, mm-hmm. make sure you're not throwing stuff. This, right. this is a nanny cam. Now, yep. I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing <laughs> to no. to know. You know, when somebody complains and says, "Hey, so uh, your Amazon driver uh, definitely threw my package <laughs> at my door," right? Uh, and being able to go back and look, right? Not necessarily a bad thing on the customer support side, but mm-hmm. you are dealing with human beings here, <laughs> right? And you know, the getting a, a personal phone call, you know, maybe a family member is in the hospital. You know, right. And all of that is going to be recorded and analyzed by an AI that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Next up. Com- haven't they learned their lesson on the response to Amazon AI? <laughs> Mm. Isn't the general consensus that Amazon and AI together are evil? There was a court case about just that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't want to get you get you worked up. All right. All right. Moving right along. Um, Comcast customer. Maybe I'll wait until Sunday and get worked up then. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'm definitely going to keep an tune in and keep an eye on you for that. Comcast customers in more than a dozen northeastern states won't have to worry about broadband data overages just yet. Uh, that's <laughs> in November. The company announced it would implement a 1.2 terabyte data cap at the start of 2021 on broadband users in Connecticut, Delaware, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Woo-hoo. North Carolina, <laughs> New York, Pennsylvania, Vermont, West Virginia, and the District of Columbia. All the places where it was not already in place. Exactly. However, uh, thanks to an agreement with Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro, I wonder if it relates to Ben. <laughs> the, tele- the telecom won't, won't enforce a new limit until July, meaning if you're a Comcast customer in one of the affected markets, you won't see any overcharges on your monthly bill until August 1st. It also agreed to waive any early termination fees through December 31st, 2021. For customers who signed a contract before November 2020, Shapiro says, quote, as Pennsylvanians continue to navigate this pandemic, we know millions are relying on the Internet for school and work more than ever. This is not the time to change the rules when it comes to Internet data usage and increased costs. So yeah. Good on Comcast, especially after we broke down what what uh, what that one terabyte cap means uh Avery and i sat and did the math and uh it's essentially uh in a four-person household it's essentially two hours of hd video per person per day wow yeah yeah not great because and and that's not i mean that is just assuming the only thing you do is everybody goes to their room and watches one movie on netflix Mm -hmm. that's going to hit your cap every month Add to that that you're doing school from home, you're doing work from home. You know, there's no way out of getting on 
Microsoft Teams that you're <laughs> you're going to have to be on calls two or three times a day. I know I am. You know, mm-hmm. All of that goes on top of it. There's no way that this is a good idea. And Avram has said that it's time for caps to go away. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mostly in agreement, except for the fact that I, if this were a market that there could be competition in, the FCC has made sure that there cannot be. Um, uh, if there could be competition, I'd be fine with it. But right. so many people are restricted to one carrier. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can only have, you know, I when when I lived in an apartment, we were only allowed to have Bright House. We couldn't, there, we, we had other choices. If you went out to the sidewalk out front, <laughs> there were other choices right. I could have. You could do Verizon. You could do Knology. Interesting. None of those exist anymore. So Spectrum, uh, Frontier, and Wow. Uh, all three of those change names here. Interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but inside we only had one choice, um, and that is the case for so many people, either because of things like that or because. You know, only one carrier exists. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you don't have an open market, so you have to regulate it. Right. Well, I know and with so well, I know with me, um, when I was living in um in, I was also living in an apartment and all we had was well back then it was um cable vision. Well the first, I'm sorry, TKR cable, then cable vision, now optimum. So and they had a and the township um had agreement that no other carrier can come in. They wired for FIOS which I was, I was going to be a happy camper um, to get it. But apparently they had an agreement with a township in Hamilton that, uh, that um, optimum can only be there. And then when we moved five years ago to where I'm in now, I have five, there is not only Fios here, but I can get literally, like you said, across the street, literally I can get either Fios, Comcast or optimum. And they're all, and it's like, I was like, it's, I mean, so competition is good, you know, but yes. we're only limited to one one company. You know, it's it sucks. That's where policies like this come from. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, by the way, is the thing that the FCC is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Not the crap that they get themselves into, but this is their actual job, <laughs> right? And speaking and speaking of that, that leads into uh, what happened uh, recently on Thursday. Um, where it is an open letter, um, dozens of Democrats called on Federal Communication Commission Acting Chair Jessica Rosen-Worcel to expand the use of broadband funds for students struggling to stay connected and participate in, participate in remote learning. Yeah, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And in this letter, signed over by 30 Senate Democrats, including Senators Ed Markey and Maria Cantwell, they requested that the FCC use E-rate program funds to connect students with devices and home internet access who are currently unable to participate in online learning as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. The E-rate program provides universal service funding to connect schools and libraries to the internet. Uh, she said, they wrote, quote, we urge you now to use your new leadership of FCC to depart from the prior commission's erroneous position. Although the funds currently available through the E-rate will not be enough to connect every student across the country, your prompt action will provide an essential down payment. Uh, she said in a state, Rosen World state, a statement on Monday, quote, 
we need to get work done. We need to get work to update E-rate funding so all of our students can be connected to virtual classrooms, no matter who they are or where they live. Kids shouldn't have to do homework in parking lots because that's the only place they can get online. We can do better. Yeah. And so, so I I agree with about 85% of what was said here. I, I believe that if the FCC approached the big providers – Verizon, Frontier, uh, Spectrum, Comcast, um, and said, "Here's what we want to do. We want to create, we want to create a new tier of of internet access. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be world class. We're, you know, we're not, we're not paying to do Twitch streaming. But right. We want, we want a service specifically for these students." If you can create a plan that's for that, we'll pay for it. I bet the funding that they have would pay for the plan. If if they got everybody at a table, I bet they could get I bet they could get the companies to to agree to a you know $10, $15 a month per student, you know, with an income under, you know, whatever, you know, household income under whatever. Mm-hmm. I bet they could create a, a program for that tomorrow if they got everybody to the table so i think i think the approach is wrong i think the goal is right i think the approach is wrong right and i think getting the companies to the table that's going to be a, a big tall order i know and i know that Comcast. i'm not going to lie when the government says we have free money for you to pay for a thing that already exists mm-hmm. that tends to get big companies to the table good point your the internet already exists right your hardware already exists. We're just asking for a special plan for students with without reach. Well, I, I, do, I would guarantee that they'd all come to the table by Monday. Well, that to would talk be, about this. Well, that that's not going to be their approach, right? And that's <laughs> what I was just about to. Yeah, the, the FCC. We talked about it on F Five Live a number of months ago. The FCC is so passive mm-hmm. that they have hundreds of millions of dollars in outstanding fines that have never been paid that will will never be paid because the FCC won't ask them again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, and some of the fine and some of the fines that comes comes doing from the universal service fees. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that uh which I'll, yeah, that's the one thing I'll say about that a little bit later. Honest to god, I bet I bet if they were to actually collect the fines on uh illegal robocalls That's... just on illegal robocalls mm-hmm. if they could collect just those fines they could pay for this program mm-hmm. at full retail rate <laughs> mm-hmm. because there is some fine some single fine sitting out there for 670 million dollars or something right that <clears throat> That's two dollars per U.S. citizen, <laughs> and I I don't need on this program. You don't need on this program. Right. <laughs> so, you know, real quick, you could get you could I bet you could pay for this if they just collected that fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think that, but uh, you would think that, but me, I'm not really. I'm kind of like cautious when it comes to, you know, they're gonna say they're gonna do they're gonna, they're gonna do something and then. Then they turn around, and and I know from what I understand also too, but reported that they're going to ask, they're asking for, they're asking for people to, um, um, 
talk about, not talk about, but um, put in their comments in to the FCC site, you know, about this. And, you know, they're federally required to, they can't move, they can't move on something this big without public input. Right. But when there's there's a lot of things about uh, different things with FCC, what they're doing and what they're not doing and what they're supposed to be doing, things of that nature, and comments come come in and they say they're going to do one thing and then they turn around and do the... And they delete all the comments. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or do the opposite, so... The the FCC sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plain and simple. They're super passive... Right. Uh, in in a way that is bad for everybody. Right. And yet somehow overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. They try to take on things that are not part of their purview, but they won't do the things that are. It, I agree. You're, abs- you're absolutely net, right. Net neutrality doesn't fall under the FCC. That falls under Congress. Mm-hmm. But this, totally them. Mm-hmm. And they're yep. not going to, they're going to, they're going to pussyfoot around on this yep. and not accomplish anything because that's the FCC. Yep. So hence my, hence my, my somewhat optimistic uh, look on it. So we'll see. All right. All right. With that, um, that is tech news for this week. It's again, light news. Um, this and yet week. we still did 90 minutes. Woohoo. Success. All right. <laughs> Um, that is tech news for this week for Friday, February 5th, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Again, there's a link um, in the show notes on the from the CES coverage. Um, also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to tune, watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWI or channel on YouTube. Make sure to click on the bell and always select always for notifications so you don't miss the next episode. Also, we like you to share the episode so that other people can check out this episode out as well. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, Amazon, any podcast app of choice and be sure to tune in with scott and abram pilch on f5 refreshing technology sunday evenings at 9 p.m eastern at f5 live.tv slash join us if you have a comment on this week's episode we love to hear them um, head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect either by email twitter or facebook I am on Twitter. I am at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. Till next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long.